This is the official podcast of Elamir, where we have conversations with B2B storytellers about how they go about doing what they do. Well, I'm really excited to be talking to you. We've we've had many conversations off the record, but uh, this is going to be fun to do to to chat on the record. Yeah, uh, make it official. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I guess before we jump in. Uh, can you just give a quick overview of kind of who you are and what you're building right now? Of course. My name is Tony Paley, and I run an inbound marketing agency called Growth Spurt, and we help B2B tech companies grow using HubSpot. Yeah, love it. Love it. There's a lot of crossover in in what we do, so it, it's it's cool to hear. And yeah, so, is. all right, let's just jump into SEO trends, because <laughs> I Heck know yeah. one, of, one of the biggest things that that you guys do is help people stand out in today's world, which obviously is getting harder, particularly for B2B, B2B tech, you know? So just like, I don't know how you want to get into it, but, you know, at a very high level, what are some of the trends that you're seeing today with, with ways that companies can stand out? I mean, the, the biggest thing happening right now, as far as trends in the SEO yeah. space is generative content, uh, generative yeah. AI uh, and the content being created there. Yeah. And what you're starting to see is a massive amount of content getting published, higher degrees than we've ever really seen. Yeah. And because of that, it's getting harder and harder to rank for your desired keywords. Yep. Um, so that's that's really the biggest thing is these these tools that are coming out and the companies that are adopting them are able to create yeah. content at scale. That's interesting. So what do you do in that? Like, there's so much content, there's so much noise. Like, how do you... How do you guys go about like combating that that reality? These tools do some things really, really well. Right yeah. now, despite how super powerful they are, and they really are powerful, they're more research tools. So you can't type into ChatGPT, generally speaking, and get a high quality article out of it. So it takes a little bit of massaging. AI can't yet look like a human wrote it. It's not going to weave in personal story. It's not going to have humor in it. So the more you can lean on those kinds of things, the more you'll be able to stand out. And that's what we've been doing ourselves. And that's what we've been helping our clients do. Yeah. I think one thing that's really interesting in conversations I've been having is there's this, on the one hand, there's this kind of arms race to see who can use AI like better and better and produce more content or whatever. But there's also this like, it's not a backlash against AI. I think even the people who do this type of content um, would still leverage AI, but there's almost like a a much bigger awareness of really direct forms of marketing, like very like organic, like, hey, I'm going to just find those four people that I know need this thing and like offer them a value. You know, like here is the the piece of content that's going to help you. And it's less like, like, cause I have, we have a lot of customers who are very aware. They, they want to be driving community. They want to be like reaching directly to people, like really building genuine relationships. You hear that word a lot right now. And I'm curious if you guys feel that if, if, if you guys are kind of aware of, of that kind of like more like human to human kind of connection that's being desired right now. And like, what does that look like? If so, like in terms of content or in terms of strategies. 
Yeah, a ABM became account-based marketing became a big thing a few years ago, and I could definitely see more companies leaning in on that as yeah. they find something to replace the inbound marketing that maybe isn't working at the same level that it used to. And I yeah. don't know that we're there yet. I mean, inbound marketing still works. SEO still works. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking six months, 12 months, 24 months down the road. And ABM is super powerful because it's all about identifying a smaller number of people and creating almost personalized, yeah. individualized experiences for them and using content throughout that. Um, and it's making that content hyper relevant to that individual company or that individual yeah. lead. So I could definitely see that being a, a bigger playbook that people are leaning on uh, yeah. after inbound marketing starts to. Yeah, you know, I know one thing that one thing that we we see and it, it could also just be by virtue of like this is our bias, like we do human human centric storytelling. So we love like we love human stories and that's really what we do well. So we're going to see customers generally who do that, who are interested in that. But one thing we do see a lot is I think people people use the word authentic a lot now, like like and I, I think that's just something that people say to try to get at this idea of like content that um that isn't super salesy that that actually just just connects people to their brand in a really kind of fundamental way that's not at all like hidden it's just like hey we have value add for you or we have like i'm curious if you feel that with your strategies if that's a change or if that's been happening like in terms of the actual like uh effect of the content itself um do you see it pushing more towards like human centric or like relationship driven or does, does it still kind of, I don't know, how, where, where does that fit with, with what you guys are doing? Yeah, it, it really depends on the size of the company. I find yeah. that companies that are smaller have the time to come off more authentically and, yeah. and it works really well. And having a heart and showing your personality does yeah. absolutely work. And then as companies get bigger, it's a little bit harder to scale that. So I Aye. see that companies start to sort of wean off that type of language. And I don't know if it's a deliberate thing or it's just something that just falls off the radar. Yeah. But if you can do that at scale, you absolutely should because it is certainly effective. Yeah. Yeah. We see some of our bigger clients doing things like empowering their employees to be sharing content to like their communities and then also like leveraging customers to be sharing things so that they try to scale some of those like, like human networks, I guess, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that um, is really interesting. So, so like, what do you feel like B2B marketers should be doing right now to prepare for where things are headed? Like, like what are things they should absolutely be doing? The first thing definitely is learning how to use these tools. Uh, not yeah. just chat GPT, but certainly that, but also all these other tools that are integrating with it and leveraging that technology. Yeah. HubSpot, for example, has three generative AI tools. They have ChatSpot, Content yeah. Assistant, and Campaign Assistant. But there's loads of others, Jasper. The more you can learn how to use these tools, understand the differences between them all, learn the strengths, that is something that you can do right now because yeah. you're going to need these tools to be able to create content. I think down the line, you need to start to understand what is and isn't working in your marketing and start to plan for the inevitable future, which I think looks like... Um, Publishing on your website being a tactic that isn't the biggest bang for your buck anymore. The reason that we've been doing uh, like on-page SEO and blogging and on-page content is because of the low customer acquisition cost. Yep. It's relatively cheap to get organic search traffic to your site compared to something like paid ads. Right. And that 
is, I think we're going to see a future where that is less and less true, that the number one goal of inbound marketers isn't to get to the first page of Google, that instead we're going to be publishing on platform. So publishing your written content on LinkedIn, because that's going to give you the most eyeballs or, you know, publishing your videos on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram instead of on your own website as a means to like amplify that. And I think the third thing is start to build community now, which you touched on earlier. Yeah. Uh, if you have a podcast, like you do, like can you have a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group to build a community among your listenership and get your listeners interacting, engaging with one another, talking about the episodes, talking about the problems yeah. that you solve. The more you can lean in on community, I think it will, will be a big benefit down the line. I think those are all really, really interesting points. Um... Particularly, obviously, the the community piece, I, I find really interesting just because it might be pushing people to do kind of newer things than they're maybe accustomed to doing. I mean, like, what are successful communities that you've seen people building? Like, you mentioned a bit like LinkedIn or, you know, like Facebook groups. Like, like how can, you know, a one-person or like a three-person marketing team or whatever, like, how, how can they start to encourage a community and have it not be like forced or like, you know, cause sometimes they cannot go well. Yeah. And community management is a whole other discipline. So really yeah. learning like what those tactics are. Um, and I think it's building it where your users already are. So where are your customers today? A lot of companies have this like knee jerk reaction to want to create their own spun off communities and, be either build their own software or buy software, community management platforms and things like that. That's okay. But I think it's a lot easier and a lot faster to stand something up by building in Slack. If your customers are using Slack or LinkedIn or Facebook groups, building it where they're already going. Cause that way you don't have to create the new habit of driving them to a place that they're not already going. If they're checking Facebook every day, a Facebook group makes all the sense in the world. Totally. And then it's creating mechanisms for getting them to interact with each other rather than just with you. So yeah. seeding conversations and stuff is great. But when someone does make a post, you know, say it's a digital marketing group and you and I are going to create one together. Someone's on yeah. there asking SEO questions, knowing who the SEO experts are in the group and tagging them or even messaging them privately yeah. and saying, you know, hey, David, we got this person here asking this question. I know you're an expert in it. Can you yeah. respond? And that way it looks like there's a lot of rich conversation happening. Yeah, that's interesting. We should talk about creating one together. That would be fun. I would love that. Yeah, let's definitely do it. That'd be cool. Stay um, tuned, folks. Yeah, yeah. It's coming to a LinkedIn near you. Um, that's really interesting. Um, I like the point about um, getting customers to talk with customers. We've seen just, I do that just on a one-to-one basis. Like like I'll, I'll speak to a customer who has, sort of questions that I felt like another customer's answered. And I'll just like email the customer, like, hey, can I connect you with this person? I think you guys could learn a lot from each other. And I think there's just so much value in being that kind of, I mean, this is true about any, in anything in life, but particularly when you're trying to grow community, like I feel like there's just so much value in making, being the person who helps facilitate those connections. Cause there's just so much trust that happens when people get value out of something that was totally selfless in a way. Like, it's just like, clearly you went out of your way to just help, help in a, even a small way. And I feel like a really well run community just helps facilitate that or really good content in general, just helps facilitate that. 
Yeah, it's avoiding the hard sale and positioning yourself as a connector of people. And yeah. people love that. And it just naturally lends itself to building trust and authority. And yeah. it's hard to attribute sales to that. But if you're doing it right and you're really building that community, the sales will certainly come. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious, like pivoting a little bit, like what, how'd you get into this line of work? Why, do, why does this stuff excite you? I mean, you've done kind of a wide range of, of things in, in content marketing and marketing in general. Um, so it's clearly you, you keep coming back to it. Like, Hey, I'm going to keep doing this. And now you're building your own agency. So like, what, what is it that, what do you love about this stuff? Uh, I think it's just that I'm not well suited to do much else. It, <laughs> I have no athletic abilities whatsoever, no musical talent. Um, no, I, I, I joke, but it's, I just love it. I love that marketing sort of works both parts of your brain. You have to be creative because you're writing copy. Maybe you're designing banners. Yeah. And then there's an analytical side as well. You're crunching numbers. You're understanding what worked and didn't work in your marketing yeah. campaigns. There's a lot of problem solving. So I just find the combination of all of that to be really exciting and just kind of keeps you yeah, on your toes. Yeah, that's interesting. Are there specific projects that you're working on now that are that are fun or like specific projects you've worked on recently that that have been like, wow, this was this was pretty interesting what we did. I love the dirty work. I love rolling up my sleeves and like doing yeah. the things that most people hate. Like I just yeah. did a big project where I worked with a client and their HubSpot environment was just yep. a complete disaster. Uh, yeah. They weren't really using the tool how it's meant to be used. It what you know, they didn't implement it correctly and they knew that and that's why they were hiring us. But the data was just a disaster. They had, you know, different title cases and their phone numbers didn't have a specific format and they were missing a lot of information. That type of work, it sounds crazy, but I love just like putting the TV on, putting a podcast on and just getting in there and cleaning that stuff up. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot of fun just creating order from the chaos. Yeah, that's interesting. I can totally relate. I think it's, it's, I think it's also the kind of thing that, uh, helps people so much because most people like don't want to do that stuff but when you when you realize i think the value of of like all that kind of like cleanup work i guess for for any institution but particularly in marketing it's just like so helpful because you builds, can't it's a foundation that you can build on yeah yeah you just need those foundations that's good that's really interesting. i feel like i got that i learned that in life when i was a walk-on because i was you know i was playing basketball dude because a walk-on and uh you learn very quickly as a walk on the value of just like the shitty stuff that you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think there's some beauty in it. Don't you? Totally. Totally. Yeah. You just own it and you go, I'm, I'm just helping make a organization run. Now I left the team after one year because I was like, this is not the organization I want to get behind, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two. Episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. So, so, um, so like what's next for your agency? You know, like I know we've we've talked a bit about kind of some of what you're what you're trying to do. You know, what what do you you know, where are you guys headed? Like, what are you hoping to accomplish with it? We're going to lean more and more into the HubSpot ecosystem. Um, yeah. We want to implement HubSpot for loads of companies. Really, I, I've personally seen the transformative power of HubSpot uh, as an yeah. in-house uh, marketer. I worked for a nonprofit trade association for 10 years. And when I started at this company, we were struggling. Our marketing wasn't getting us the results that we needed. We had declining revenues and we implemented HubSpot and it transformed our organization. It changed yep. everything. And having seen that, I know what it can do for companies. So I want to help other companies experience that. 
um, and just growing more in terms of understanding what some of these generative AI tools can do, how we can help companies create content at scale, build some of these communities that we're talking about uh, and just connect with their buyers in more meaningful ways. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's HubSpot's, we're new at HubSpot. I mean, we we made the switch from Salesforce. Um, and Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It was it was not that hard of a decision after after seeing what HubSpot can offer. Um, and yeah, it's definitely, it's exciting. Uh, I think it's exciting for us too to be a part of what they're building because it, it does just seem like an amazing tool and, and everything we learned about it is pretty, is pretty cool. Um, and you run like a few HubSpot user groups and stuff like that, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I've been the Boston HubSpot user group leader for like eight or nine years now. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm a big community guy anyway. I love connecting people. I love meeting yeah. new people. So that's that's like my passion in life is just like being able to put these events together and yeah. meet marketers face to face and help them solve their problems. Totally. Yeah. I can relate a lot. It is so fun uh, doing that. And honestly, at the end of the day, that's what marketing is, is like connecting people to brands. So. It should be. Absolutely. It should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it isn't always. Okay, so let's with AI. Let's like let's let's think into the future a little bit. You know, like like what is? Aren't marketers all going to lose their jobs anyways? Can't AI do everything? Like, you know, isn't like hum- humanity going to be just like uh, you know reduced to very few roles? Like, wh- what should marketers be thinking about with like AI? What's your yeah yeah? You know, I like see this question come up a lot in like blog articles and LinkedIn posts, yeah. and like the political answer is to be like, no, of course not. And I just yeah, don't yeah. know that that's true. I think the answer yeah. is, yeah, I think we're all going to lose our jobs and I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I fluctuate back and forth between the singularity is absolutely approaching. Humanity is, is the rate of the rate of technology growth is going to be like something we can't even keep up to with. And we're just suddenly going to be working for them uh, all the way to like, this is just total smoke and mirrors. And, and I mean, I'm sure the truth is somewhere between. Um, yeah. I know what's interesting for us. I'd be curious if you run into this is, I, I look at all the video stuff that's out there and, um, you know, it's so there's like some impressive tools. What they can do is is very impressive, but it's still like kind of labor intensive and not super accessible. I, I in theory, that will change. But there's still so much with video that um, I remain to the verdict, I think, is still out for me on like where we're at right now with video. I still don't actually know what can do i know that, like the deep fakes are really good that's definitely concerning we should all be worried about that people can steal your voice we probably shouldn't even be putting this podcast out you know what <laughs> i mean uh because people can just scan it steal your voice um those kinds of things but i'm really like a lot of the generative stuff i've seen is pretty crude um it can look really pretty but it's very hard to get like on brand for companies um and then when it goes to produce humans in video, it's like the creepiest thing ever. And it does not, it still has that uncanny Valley thing. Um, so yeah. I don't know, like what is, have you run into much video AI? Yeah, you... I've played with some of the tools and yeah. they're, they're not there yet. I would say they're maybe yeah. 80% there, but with video, yeah. it's not like content. 80% there with written content is pretty far along, but with video, even 99% isn't yeah. close enough. Like you, a person has to look like a person and yeah. sound like a person. We're like programmed in our brains to identify, yeah. you know, a- anything that might be off there. So it's maybe 80% of the way there. It's hard yeah. to gauge how fast this stuff is evolving or not. Like, is it a month away? Is it two years away? Is it 10 years down the way? I don't know. Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, but it's definitely not there yet. I think video right now is a big opportunity for a lot of content marketers. Video is yeah. content. And a lot of us tend to think as marketers about written content sort of in a different way. And we, we really yeah. shouldn't. So where written content, everybody's doing it. Everybody's still not doing video and, yeah, and totally. they should be. Yeah. I mean, we agree, you know, with it definitely should be doing more videos. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. you. No, I, I agree. It's, it's really interesting. I think also it's funny. I, I say this a lot with, with the AI thing is like, I find it kind of amusing the way some of our clients are starting to um, realize like how valuable it is having people like say things on camera. Uh, Cause I've been a documentary filmmaker my whole life. So like my whole life has been, yeah, it's valuable to go, you know, record things that are happening and show other people, you know, there's just so much value in, in that, what, whatever you're trying to do. Um, but particularly now with AI, that's like the one thing AI can't get. They can't get yet. I mean, it maybe one day, but it's really hard to get a camera somewhere or a webcam, get somebody comfortable, pay the people you need to pay to get everybody lit and comfortable. I mean, all that stuff is still like, uh, something that has to happen to get video content, you know, although with us, you can just use iPhones and webcams. Um, but that's all to say, you still need people to do things. Um, because like we said, you can't just generate right now. You can't just generate human content. Um, so it's interesting, like for me, it, I'm seeing a lot of people realize the, the way to stand out in the AI world is like, you know, human content, like human video content, which is like, yeah, that's, that's really good. But it's, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. I think there is an opportunity for people to leverage video right now to stand out. And you should be using video everywhere. Like, yeah. especially on your website, every single key page on your website should have a video so, yeah. uh, with a person, a real person. They are not a voiceover with cartoons, like have a real person and summarize the content of that page, your home page, yeah. your product or service pages, even your contact page or your landing pages, all of them yeah. should have a video summarizing that page because everybody wants to digest content differently. And when you yeah. do that, you'll see the conversion rates on those pages increase dramatically. Oh, that's interesting. So you, you guys see that on, you see data that shows that videos help convert. Absolutely. Yep. A hundred percent. They do. Can you tell me more about it? Like where, where do you see, I'm curious, like where you see it, um, converting the best, like are there places where you're like, absolutely you need video here or like these kinds of things, maybe not. So the number one place is on your product pages. Yeah. So have all of your product information in written text, just like you do now. And, but not everybody's going to read that. Some people are going to skim. If people see a video they're and they're interested in your product, they're very likely to click play. So they're yep. getting information that they maybe wouldn't have by scrolling all the way down to the bottom of your page. That's and those, that type of content, will get them to click the buy now button at greater rates. That's interesting. So particularly on your product, do you, do you have any insight into what types of videos? The, it, like uh, our friends over at impact branding and design impactplus.com, They have a video that they call the 80% video. Okay. And it's uh, answer 80% of the questions that your customer asks, or like, what are the 80% most common asked questions mm-hmm. about yeah. your product or about your service? answer yeah. them in video form. And it could be one question right at a time. So question one, title card comes up with that question and someone's answering it. And you do that for the five or six or 10 questions. Mm-hmm. And that, that like reduces the amount of friction 
that someone might have to click that buy now button because there are objections that you have to overcome. And this is doing that in a very succinct way. Ah, that's interesting. I like that 80. I like that 80. Yeah, because you're just trying to reduce friction for people to click buy now to go that step further. Like just give them that information quickly. Like this is this is what you need. Ideally, the quicker, the better, probably. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. I like that. That's a really good tip. Yeah. What about on top of funnel content? Do you see um, like less, I guess maybe you'd consider that top of funnel, but like in social media um, ads, uh, even organic or paid, are there types of videos or types of content that you're seeing performing really well right now? I guess it probably depends on the client too. Yeah, it depends on the client. It depends on like the the goal of the ads. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I am not a, a paid ads expert by any means, but we, yeah. we do paid ads, but we've got someone on our team. But he's always telling me like push our clients towards video in ads yeah. because they do convert better than text-based ads, mostly because yeah. they just get attention. Even just having something that isn't um, talking or delivering anything, just a, a video that is just showing a little bit of movement, it just catches yeah. the eye and it stands out more than just something that's static. Yeah, that's interesting. That's but we've even seen, I've seen a lot of studies and, and, and anecdotally evidence that, that, that backs this up. If you have an ebook, for example, you just yep. did this really great piece of content. If you add a video to the landing page that talks about the ebook, here's what you're going to learn in this ebook. And again, just sort of summarizing the content on the page that will improve the landing page conversion rates. This is form submission rates um, or a webinar, like have the speaker of your webinar record a 20 second video that just says, yeah. you know, hi, I'm Tony Paley. We have a really great webinar coming up on a video and your sales and marketing funnels. Here's the five things you're going to learn. I hope to see you on, you know, June totally. 18th. And then that will improve the submission rates as well. Totally. We've started seeing, um, we've started seeing folks ask for like, uh, like we're doing really interesting campaigns with a, a real estate technology company. Um, we're talking about doing like um, a a uh, a bunch of really specific, like a ton of really specific. Basically, we ask questions and then we pull out these little clips and we make like a really quick, fun asset that they can use. Kind of like what you're saying, like very transactionally across their whole strategy. So it's like, you know, uh, to move people along a sales cycle. You know, for for for. You know, social media ads on paid and then like for promoting certain types of content. And so like you can you can like chop things up and reuse them in a lot of different contexts. And I think that use case is just so interesting for video. Like you're saying, like just getting video everywhere. Like you might like you said, like, you know, if somebody's like more prone to watching a video and you have written content, you might as well also offer them a video <laughs> to watch in that situation. Yeah. And the the thing that I think that has make people hesitate in investing in video is the big time investment upfront. Yeah. Like to create it, you have to script the video, you yeah. have to film it, which can be hard if people aren't comfortable on camera. So there's a little yep. bit of directing that needs to happen and then the editing. But if you can take that content that you created and you repurpose it dozens of yep. different ways. So maybe you created a, a page or a video for your homepage on yep. your website, but then you can also use that, whack it up eight ways for your, uh, Instagram reels, totally. and then you take a chunk of that for your YouTube channel. Like totally. there's so much you can do to repurpose that content and really see huge ROI on that initial investment. Time. Yeah. And we see people like writing blog posts based on videos yeah. or like 
doing follow-up conversations with that person. Like, can you give us more context? Like, like you said, like it just creates like an event that you can just like spin off in a lot of ways. Yeah, I completely agree. Good stuff. Well, what else should people be thinking about, you know, for the future of, of, of one other question I always ask is what, um, if you're a content marketer setting out in this career, you know, like you're getting started, which, you know, besides the, the reality that you'll probably never have a job because AI is going to take it all. <laughs> what, what should you be doing? Learn as much as you can. I find, I, you know, I talk to friends and family members about their careers and everyone just wants to be passive in their careers. And you really yeah. can't be like, you have to be aggressive in learning all yeah. the time. Listen to podcasts like this one, read books, take training courses. If you want to get into content marketing or inbound marketing, HubSpot has a whole library of training courses available. Yeah. There's tons of education. We've never in the history of mankind had access to so much education at our fingertips. Yeah. So take advantage of it and really become an expert in this in these things because that's what's going to make you stand out and you'll be able to get a job much easier and you'll be getting paid a lot more for it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Love it. Love it. I think that's a good thought to end on. Awesome. I, uh, I appreciate the time here. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.